Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Amen and amen. Let's be seated in heavenly places. We want to thank God so much for today. You know, Jesus said, I'm going to die and on the third day I'm going to come back to life. Three days I'm going to come back to life. And we know that he died and came back up on the third day. Amen, somebody. This is how beautiful Jesus is to us. You know, many people don't know why they are born again. Many people don't know why they, are, they believe in Jesus. Many people don't know why they have, they have come to receive Jesus. It is the resurrection that, you know, it puts it all together. Amen, somebody. The resurrection puts it all together. That is an icing on the cake you understand and then and then the ascension also makes the eating of the cake also enjoyable amen and i want to thank god let's you see our father loves us so much we all came from god and he didn't allow us to die in sin he knew that if he didn't come to save us nobody would, would, would do that you see the more i i think about the death, the burial, the resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. The more I appreciate the depth in God. God is deep. Say God is deep. God outsmarted the devil. The devil thought he was smart, but God showed him that I created you. I created I know things that you don't know. And he outsmarted the devil. And brought people out of the claws of the hands of the devil. So that we can live for him. And so that we can live a beautiful life. Amen. So if you are here this morning. You should know that Jesus has given you the privilege and the opportunity. To have a wonderful, beautiful life. Amen somebody. Jesus has given you the privilege to have a wonderful, beautiful life life amen and i want you to turn to your neighbor and say you have a beautiful life in christ jesus say you have a beautiful life in christ jesus amen somebody we have so so many things and we have so much to receive this morning and i'm going to start bringing you the word because the word is what we need for a day like this your Christianity is not a religion. We have said it several times. We have ministered it to you several times. That Christianity is never a religion. And if you think that it is a religion, then think twice. If you think that Christianity is a religion, if you think you are in a religion, think twice. Because religion has no relationship. Religion has no relationship. Yes, 
Some people might think that, oh, no, it's not true religion. No, there's no relationship in religion. Because in religion, it is so impersonal that there's only laws and punishment. If you don't do according to the laws, you are punished accordingly. But if you live according to the laws, then you are free. I get what I'm saying. That's what religion is. But in Christ, we have a relationship with the Father. So much that it is not laws that is governing us. Not laws. But his life. His very own life. We are born again for a purpose. Amen. Take out your Bibles, your pens, your notes, whatever you take. And I want us to pray in the spirit for some few seconds. Even as the word is coming, we are praying that the Father will minister to our hearts. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, which I preach to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that which that Christ died for our sins, according to scriptures. Christ died for our sins according to what? So why did Jesus die? He died for what? Our sins. Say he died for my sins. Say it, say he died for my sins. He didn't die for his sins. So <laughs> he died for our sins. All your nonsense things, he died for them. The Bible says he, he, he was not even a sinner, but he was missing. He died for us. Well, we, we read Romans chapter 5 on Friday, and he said, Scarcely would a good man, would one even die for. But Jesus decided to die for the sinner. You see the difference here? Alright. Now, he died for our sins according to scriptures and that he was buried. You know, I've always thought and said that one of the things that we miss out in entire Easter messages is the burial of Jesus. It, we don't place any emphasis on it. We just gloss over it. It's like whilst there's death burial and then a lot of the times we teach more on the resurrection it's like the dead yes for the saints it's, it's cool as for burial we just touch on it and then when it gets to the resurrection hey we all wear our white white and we come to church but the gospel is complete okay when the burial too gains its prominence and even the more I studied, I realized that even the ascension is even critical. Which today you're going to understand the level of the ascension. So he was killed. He was buried. And that he rose again. The third day. According to scriptures. Amen. So whatever Jesus he did was documented. And that he was seen by Cephas. Then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over one over five hundred 
brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, as some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. For I am least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle because of, I persecuted the church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Now, verse 12. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. And your faith is also empty. Yes, and we have found false witnesses of God. Because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ. Whom he did not raise up. If in fact the dead do not rise. Uh, this is an important thing for you to even to take note in your Bible. Listen. Okay, let me finish reading it. The, the, word, the word is so powerful that it's so heavy in my mouth. I want to repeat the verse 16 again. No, sorry, the verse 15 again. Yes, and we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise up. How do you understand this, this statement? He said that if we say the dead do not rise then it means that our preaching of Jesus is empty which means the dead do rise. Which means the dead who rise. Because the dispute, you know, a lot of people think that when someone dies, the person is dead forever. And what people don't know is that the dead do rise. The dead can come back to life. When the right force is applied, the dead they can come back. So death is not finality. You hear what I said? Death is not finality. Because the dead will come back to life. If the dead cannot come back to life, then Jesus couldn't have come back to life. Which means that if the dead comes back to life, then there is something that makes it possible for the dead to come back to life. And that something is the power of God. It takes God to bring the dead. So, in God, the dead comes back to life. This is a revelation. Because people think about death as the final journey. The final farewell. As if the person will not come back again. But the person definitely will come back. When God comes into the equation, death is never a finality. 
This is something big for me. Now, or if the dead do not rise. Now look at how Paul was constructing his words. It was not a suggestive use of words. Look, if the dead do not. How do you understand the word do not? The phrase do not. He was trying to let us know that the dead definitely can come back to life. If we are saying the dead cannot come back to life, then when Jesus died, we were all finished. So now, our perspective and understanding of death ought to change the moment we understand resurrection. I understand. Which means that you sitting down here, you can look at a dead body with the mindset that the dead do come back to life. Lord, they are not in church. They are not in church. I say you can look someone who is dead and have the understanding that the dead do come back to life. And how can the person come back to life? You have that same power. He said, if that power that raised up Jesus from the dead, if that power dwells in you, it shall give life to your mortal bodies. If you have that same power, you call it the resurrection power. Amen. Then when you look at the dead, know that the dead do Come back to life. Shout a glorious amen, somebody. This is the revelation the early church they were working in. Ah, no wonder, no wonder a whole community. They sent for Peter. They said, Peter, this woman who used to help us, he's called Tabitha Dorcas. He is dead. Come and raise him from the dead. And when I look at that scripture, I look at that verse, I'm always thinking, what did the people think? What did they understand that they could send for Peter? They are somebody sending for you. They are sending for you. They are sending for you to come and raise the dead from today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ah! They sent for Peter. Say, Peter, look at this handkerchief. She did it for me. Look at my shoes. She did it for me. We cannot let her die. The apostles, they knew. The dead do come back. If the dead do not rise, then there's no hope. You die, it's your final end game. Ah. You see, ah, Carando. the more I think about the revelation of eternal life, the more the fear of death departs a lot of people are afraid of death and they are afraid of death not because death is but they are afraid of death because of first of all they have no revelation of eternal life you have it they don't have it just imagine now if you know you can fix something okay if you know you're an artisan you are a trained carpenter you have knowledge of carpentry and then your chair breaks down in your house will you complain Will you shout? Ah, you have the tools to fix it. Unlike somebody who is not a carpenter, the person has to even come and hire you to come and fix their problem. But you, because you have the knowledge of carpentry, when the chair breaks down in your house, so you just go and grab your hammer and your nails and you fix it. It has not become a surprise to you because you know how to fix it. In the same way, when you have revelation and knowledge and understanding of eternal life, death doesn't move you. Ah, Jesus Christ came. He saw people dying. He was raising them up 
as if it was no one's business because he knew he has something that can bring the dead to life he knew that the dead can come to life again when the right force is applied he knew it but what do we see in the world today when someone dies we raise our hands in the air we know it is finished jesus said it is finished and when he raised he came back to life it was finished now became it is now possible to bring the dead to life amen for if the dead do not rise then christ is not risen and if christ is not risen your faith is futile you are still in your sins and also those who are falling asleep in christ have perished if in this life only we have hope in christ we are of all men the most pitiable indeed many people are pitiable many people are they are it's a pity to see people thinking that death is the end of one's life forget it death is not the end of one's life because the moment life appears even if you are dead you 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 rise up and then life will speak to you even in your realm of death life can still get access to you are you getting what i'm saying somebody are you here with me verse number 20 can we all read it together with a loud voice one to go but now christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep but since by man came dead by man also came the resurrection of the dead he came so that man can also rise from the dead for as in adam all die even so in christ all shall be made world this is how powerful it is so when we are talking about the resurrection of jesus christ you know it goes beyond the cliche oh he's risen from the dead is that the tomb is empty glory the tomb is empty and everything but that is the symbolic representation of the truth that life can bring the dead up from the grave amen this morning this is me what i want to share the holy spirit woke me up this dawn and was telling me something he says listen a lot of people just focus too much on the tomb is empty the tomb is empty it's powerful he said he said it's so beautiful i don't dispute that i see the resurrection of the dead now opens a chapter that a lot of us have not explored what is that chapter sin took jesus to the cross bear in mind in genesis 1 26 god created man sin made man to be separated from god and also don't forget that the first man was created from the ground and god by himself never dwelt in man he never okay all right but man was molded and crafted to look like God. So man has two eyes, one nose, one mouth, teeth, everything, the same thing, God has it. In fact, if God does not have the form of man, there was no way Jesus would have been born like a man. If God, if God looks like a cattle or an elephant, like how, you know some people in that religion, they worship cows and all those things. If, if, uh, if God looks like any of those animals, he would have come as such. 
Jesus would have come like a cow. Or how um, um, Darwin wanted us to believe that we were, we were like chimpanzees and we became like this. He would have come like a chimpanzee or a monkey. And then he would be speaking to us. And would have said, ah, that we would have, we would have gone to get a chimpanzee as our God. And then we'll be calling the name of a chimpanzee. I know. Jesus was born like one of us. He came with two hands, two legs. He came with two eyes, nose, everything. Because that is exactly how God looks. So he came in that same form. Philippians chapter 2. When you read it, you find it there. I get what I'm saying. I'm going somewhere. Follow me. When he died, he brought to an end an era. An era of sinful humanity. On the cross. Now pay attention. When Jesus died, he brought to an end an era of of sinful humanity because jesus on earth became the representation of mankind in the sight of god are you here and then when he became the representation of mankind in the sight of god what happened was that everyone who believes in him now derived the very nature the status and everything of god now listen this is the big one when Jesus resurrected from the dead, you know what happened. He resurrected not with a sinful body. He resurrected not with a sinful nature. Now, God's plan was about to be fulfilled right now. The plan that he had way from the beginning. Remember in Genesis, you can go and read it. Genesis chapter number 2. You can read it there. Listen. Jesus said when he created and then brought it to Adam. What did God say? God said, for this cause, a man shall leave his father and his mother. And they will be cleave unto his wife. And they will become one. Right? He will leave. The man will not have to leave. The man will not have to leave. Okay? And then will be what? Will be cleaved unto his wife. His wife. And what is going to be? They will become one. So, the concept of marriage, we know, Paul painted in Ephesians 5, is the concept of a relationship between God, Christ, and his church. So now, when God created man, his eternal vision was that one day, he and man will become one. Now listen. He knew that one day, that they will come. That he, God, and man, they will become one. If God partners man and will become one, where is the room for the devil? No place again. Alright. God created the heavens and earth. And he created the earth and gave it to man. He said, take care of it. He said, rule over the earth just as I will be ruling above. Take off everything that I have created. So God specifically created man from the ground to have a partnership with us that he even didn't have with the devil he didn't have with angels he didn't have with other spiritual beings now let's move forward sin came into the picture and sin distorted that flow that was what the devil was, was after 
The devil was after the unity of God and man. The oneness of God and man. That was what the devil was after. God, the devil knew that the moment God becomes one with mankind, he has no more place. He has no authority. He doesn't have any more power to show. So when he deceived Eve, and then Adam also followed suit, and then what happened was that both of them fell. Sin took over. And sin separated. So when Jesus died, he brought to an end an era of sinful humanity. And then when he resurrected, a new page was opened. What is that page? That is the angle we are looking at in today's resurrection service. Colossians chapter number one. I want to start reading from there. This is not religious stuff. This is real stuff. Now when you get hold of it, tell it. Can we read verse 19? Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 19. Are you there? Please, if you are there, wave your hands. If you have opened in your Bible, alright. Okay, look into your Bible. Let's read the one to go. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. All the fullness of who? God should dwell in Christ. And by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his word, of his cross. Did you see that? So when Jesus went to the cross to die, the death was to bring an end to sin and to make peace between man and God. Now, it didn't end there. Now, by his resurrection, God's vision and purpose is that everything about him, whether things in heaven or things on earth, should not dwell in Jesus. Good. And we are getting somewhere. The resurrection was not just a symbol of God overcoming the power of death. Beyond that, the resurrection now made available to God a body. Listen, let me be making more clearer. A human body. Because Jesus at all material time in this world was a human being. And by the infusion of the Holy Spirit was also God. So when he died, he did not die in the spirit, he died in his flesh. When he was raised from the dead, a human body was raised from the dead. So when the body of Jesus was raised from the dead, God had in his disposal a human body in which everything that he has in heaven and on earth cannot dwell. The goal of the resurrection was not just for God okay, to show that he has power over death. After all, wasn't Jesus raising the dead when he was walking here? He raised the dead. Even in the Old Testament, the Bible even said that the bones of Elisha, prophet Elisha, when people threw their dead relatives into his grave, they were coming back to life. So it was not new. It was not new thing that people come back to life. As long as the power of God is available, you understand? People were coming back to life. So that was not to demonstrate. Come on, are you here with me? His resurrection was beyond demonstrating that Jesus or God can raise someone from the dead. It goes beyond that. The ultimate 
him coming back from the dead was that finally God's vision of becoming one with man can now be realized. And that God can now have a human body that is free of sin, that is righteous, that is clean, that he can make his abode and dwell and become one. And then he can raise a family of human beings that can now have his life. And by having his life, they can now what? Live the way he wants us to live. Now, this is even one leg. Let's go to chapter 2 of the same book. Colossians chapter 2. Ah, I love this. Are you there? I want to read from verse 6. Colossians chapter number 2. From verse 6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk where? Walk where? In him. Read your Bible. Walk where? In him. Verse 7. Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith. As you have been taught. Abounding in it with thanksgiving. Verse number 8. This is where a lot of Christians find themselves. They have been cheated all the time. He said, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Can we all read verse 9? Standing on our feet. Stand up and read verse 9. Everyone, everyone stand up on your feet. As we read verse 9 with a loud voice. One to go. For in him dwells all the fullness of God, the head, bodily. Hey. For in Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead, bodily. John 4.24, God is spirit. So before Jesus Christ came, God never had a human body. He had a spiritual form. But never had a human body. Now, God in his infinite wisdom said, by resurrection. Because until someone dies and comes back to life, which means that the person now has paid his, the price of sin and has the power to come back to life, then sin was still reigning. But as long as the person comes back to life, I guess what I'm saying, that means that sin has been overcome. Now in Christ, I have a human being Hey, that has the capacity to house my spiritual nature. So now in Christ, it pleases me. The Godhead. That's a let us create man in our image. Now it pleases the Godhead to now move everything about them. In heaven and earth, I said now we are going to make our abode in a human being. Oh, come on somebody. In a human being. So now in Christ, God has found a body. A body. That he calls his body. And with that body, anyone who believes in that body becomes part of that body. And then when you are in Christ, you are living the resurrection life because that life can never be defeated by death. It is that life that has destroyed death. It is that light that has overcome sin. 
when you find yourself in Christ, you are finding yourself in that body where God the Father is. Where everything about God is. It is in Christ that everything about God dwells. That is why when you find yourself in Christ, you find prosperity, you find life, you find health, you find peace, you find joy, you find abundance because God has found somebody in which he can be what? Find everything about him in there. No wonder. Remember, when Jesus was ascending, he didn't ascend as a spiritual being. He ascended with a human body so that God will not have a human body to dwell. A place when you, when you find yourself, everything becomes possible. Everything becomes life. Everything becomes beautiful. In the name of Jesus. And look at what he says in verse 10. Can we read it also? Verse 10. Want to go. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality who is the head of all principality and power so now yes paul said we wrestling against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers now who is the head of all those principalities so when you use the name of jesus against principalities and power know that you are invoking their head their boss's name ah uh, you are not in church oh you are not in church you are not in church i said when you say in the name of jesus principalities and powers they bow because christ is the head of all principalities and power we are not afraid of principality and power because we are in our head and we are in their head we belong to christ we are in christ and in christ all principality bows to us ah, like the apostle said oh lord even demons bow down to us in your name today i declare that any powers of darkness that are strangled with you today they bow to you in the name of jesus today they bow to you in the name of jesus today they bow to you in the name of jesus sit please stop all this easter friday sunday oh he's resurrected you why why to church and then when you go home the devil is still buffeting you slapping you left and right i am in christ say i'm in christ jesus resurrected so that god can have a human body that is full of righteousness no sin say no sin now how did i know that let's go to the book of john are you there um I have so many verses, but let's go to John. John 1. Fourteen. Now, now, before no, wait. Let's do twenty before we come back to fourteen. Um, let's do chapter twenty, verse seven, before we come back to chapter one fourteen. Okay? Are you here? All right. John chapter 20, verse 17. Now, okay, let, let's, let's go a bit up. Let's, let's do for um, 14 so that we get a contest well. 
John 20 from verse number 14. Please pay attention. Because I'm going to bring to you something that will change your life. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. And did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She supposing, she supposing him to be a gardener said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. And then Jesus said to her, Mary. And she said, she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. Verse 17. And Jesus said, because you see, when Jesus called her name Mary, and then she recognized the voice of Jesus, she was so full of excitement. So she said, teacher. So she was going to like, you know, hug him, hold him, you know, and then look at what Jesus did. And then Jesus said to her, do not cling to me or do not touch me. For I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and to your father and to my God and to your God. And then Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she has seen the Lord and that he has spoken these things to her. Now listen. Why did Jesus say, don't cling to me. Don't touch me. Because I needed to ascend to heaven. You know, a lot of people said, oh yeah, we read. In fact, the book of Hebrews says it. That, you know, Jesus even had to go and present his blood to the Father. Why did he have to go and do that? Why did he have to go and present himself to the Father? Because the Father was looking for that human body. That has been cleansed of sin and dead for him to dwell in. So as soon as he was raised from the dead, the first thing he had to do was to present himself to the Father. Fresh out of the cross of death. So that the Father could now have a body pure, clean, washed from the traces of sin and death. So then he presented himself. And then he presented his blood. And said, Father, now you have a clean blood. She quoted it. Leviticus 17, 11. The life is in the blood. So when, when he sold the father the blood, he said, Father, now we have a human being that has no sin. Now we have a human body that has no sin. And the father was the very first person who touched Jesus. Because, you know, if Mary had touched Jesus, Mary would have been the first person. No, 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 no. It would have broken the protocol. It would have broken righteousness. So the father was the very first person that saw Jesus when he ascended. So you see, the ascension that the disciples they saw was not the first ascension. Jesus had to ascend first. Present himself to the Father. Came back. You know, now begin to interact with the disciples and prove to them that he had been raised from the dead and then he finally went before their very eyes. Then they saw him no more. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so the Father saw Jesus and said, now this is my body. Just like Adam saw Eve. I get what I'm saying. When Eve was presented to him, and then he exclaimed, Now this is flesh of my flesh, bones of my bones. I believe with all my heart. When the father saw Jesus 
as a spirit as a spirit being when he saw the body of a human being his own son he said now this is my body now this is my flesh now this is my bones i shall make myself a place in this body that is why that by revelation the man of god said the godhead they made themselves god they, they made themselves body they dwelt in the in as a bodily form in christ because now the father saw a human being that was full of righteousness that is now the beauty of resurrection because before Jesus Christ came, no human being ever had the life of God inside. Now when you get born again, what happens to you? You are also drafted into this body. Are you getting it now? You are now in this body. This body that is full of life. This body that is full of God. This body that is full of everything. Please, your mind should come here. Because resurrection, oh, it is risen. It is risen. And then you are thinking about dying. You are, you, are, you, are, you are shouting you are shouting hey Jesus is risen for death could not hold him captive yes he's risen but you think in your mind and you believe that one day everybody shall die nah, 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 nah. tell your neighbor you are in Christ and you are in God amen somebody now when you go to John 1 let's go now turn to John 1 Now bear in mind that Jesus, the Word, 1 to 4, talks about the Word. And look at what the Word became. Now where was from the Word? The Word was from God. And the Bible says, and the Word is God. Bear in mind. Do you see that? Verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and will be held his glory. The glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. So now, the word that was with God, and the word that was God, became flesh. Which means that God really wanted to have a flesh. A kind of flesh that would make God rule in this earth. Because God knew that Satan was still on this earth, and Satan wanted to still do things in this world. And he didn't want that to happen. Meanwhile, he had put human beings on earth remember revelation chapter 12 when the devil was cast down to earth when the fight broke out and overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony not loving their lives even unto the point of death amen and then what did the angel say the angel said woe unto the world because the enemy has been cast down to the earth and he's so angry that the people of the world he said woe unto you so god He's still pursuing the devil. Now, but this time, he has taken it to another level. And the other level he has taken is that for man to continue to dominate the devil, I'll become one with them. And the way I'm going to become one with them is that I'll send my word, me, my word will become flesh, and my word, I'll put the sin of the whole world, the whole humanity, upon him. I'll make that my word sin. I hear what I'm saying. When I make my wife sin, he will die. I will raise him up. When I raise him up, now, that human body that has been raised up, I will now dwell in that body. And when I dwell in that body, that is the end of sin over man. That is the end of death 
over man. That is the end of unrighteousness over man. That is why the moment you are in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17, you have become what? A new creation. Now in Christ, you are part of the newness of body and the newness of life. You see, the life that we have, the spirit life we have in Christ, the nature of it is spiritual. Dwelling in a human body that is righteous. Making this human body of Jesus so powerful. Say, I belong to the body of Christ. Are you here with me, somebody? This is what we are. This is what the resurrection stands for. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 12. Can we read verse number 13 together? First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 13. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 13. One to go. For by one spirit we were all baptized into what? Whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one. So that is why when you get born again, two things repentance and the spirit. As soon as you repent, that is one leg. When you receive the spirit, that is a complete new birth. And then by that spirit, you are what translated into that body. We are we are baptized into this new human body that Jesus came out of the grave with. We are this is a spiritual thing. Is it how can we all fit into one body? It's the same thing when he said, if you don't eat my, my flesh and you don't drink my blood, and people didn't understand. It's the same spiritual revelation and understanding. Now, in that same one body that came out from the dead, we all have been baptized. So now in that body, there's righteousness. That is why Second Corinthians 5 21 it says, We are the righteousness of God in Christ. See, everything happens in Christ. The geographical location of God has now been placed in Christ. If you want to find the real true God, you cannot find him anywhere apart from Jesus Christ. You didn't hear what I just said. God is not in the moon. God is not in the tree. God is not in the cow. You better go bring that cow for us to use it for some better, uh, you know, uh, barbecue and stuff like that. How can you be worshipping cows? Are you, are you a cow? How is that possible? Nice meat like that. Some people to worship pigs. Ah, Charlie. Some people are really lost. How can people be worshipping pigs? I can't imagine. What are the things people say they don't do? They're worshipping trees. Worshipping stones. Carved images. Say there's a God in there. Where's God? There's a God in a human being. And that human being is Jesus. You didn't hear what I just said. Yeah. yeah I'm saying in plain language that you understand. Jesus is God. And he was a complete human being as well. And our God has now merged with man. So now we have a proper God that is dwelling in man. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you want, to, if you want the original true God who created heaven and earth. So that's why Peter said, There is no name given under the sun that, that any man should be saved apart from Jesus. 
Jesus. Say Jesus. Second Corinthians 5. Let me let's read it. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter number 5. Can we read verse number 19? He said, That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation what was god in christ say god is in christ say god is in christ god is not in the cow it's not in the tree it's not in water it's not in handkerchief it's not in anything god is in christ that is why when you believe in jesus okay you have been given authority the name of jesus is more than enough the name of Jesus. You see, when you come in the name of the Lord, sickness must bow. Demons, demons that are tormenting your finances, they must leave you. Because you are coming. See, the thing is that you are saying Jesus, not understanding why you are, you are saying that name. That is why things don't happen the way they should happen. I see, there's a difference between... Didn't Paul say? Paul said in the um, book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he said, knowledge puffs up. In other words, it is not enough to know. It is not enough to know. What brings the difference is to understand what you know. Oh, come on, somebody. I said, what, what brings the difference in your life is to understand what you know. Many people have knowledge, but they don't have understanding. So when you only have knowledge and you don't have understanding, what happens is that you become proud. You think you know, but you don't have understanding. You know that Jesus is Lord. Amen. God bless you for that. What did James say? This, James said, even demons, they know that there's one God and they shudder, they shake, they quake. So there's no difference if you know that there's one God. I don't understand why there's one God. <laughs> Are you here with me, somebody? But the moment you understand that when I say, in the name of Jesus, I am invoking the name that is above every other name. Now when you read Philippians chapter 2, what do you see? How do you understand it? Yet some people mention I, I told I shared with you that story some time ago about the, the, the couple that were traveling and then we're going to have an accident. I'll share with you. The trailer was coming, the wife was shouting, Hey Jesus, Jesus, we are going to die. Here. And then the man, I believe the Holy Spirit came so mightily over the man. And then the man said he hit his wife and said, Shut up, we don't use the name of Jesus like that. And then the man said, in the name of Jesus. Before they realized, they have appeared behind the trailer. The trailer had gone his way. And they too, they have appeared at the back of the trailer and they were driving on. You don't, yeah, you don't use the name of Jesus without understanding. Because this is the name that contains God. And anywhere Satan finds God, he runs. That is why the devil will flee from you. I said, that's why Satan will flee from you. The de the de when the devil comes at you, and you let him know that, ah, I am in Christ. My place of dwelling is in Christ. And I'm using the name of Jesus. It whips him. Philippians 2. says, and therefore God has highly exalted him. Above principalities and power. And giving him a name that is above every other name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee must. Every knee must. He didn't say every knee, man. 
or every knee could. Every knee must bow. How do you understand it? The dead do rise. I mean, that's my new, that's my new mantra. The dead do rise. Oh, say the dead do rise. And when the dead do rise, by the power of God, when you see any dead, now you, you better have to start, you have to start speaking it over your body and start speaking it over dead people. It's the understanding of it. Come on, are, are you seeing the difference here? But somebody knows, oh, he's risen. Yes, we're well, sorry. Oh, amen. We're well, sorry, I'm interdying. What is the effect of his resurrection? Oh, yeah, we'll be on here, we'll be back on him. So, be ah, I'm sorry, I read here above. ah, see, you can be sick and accept to be sick when you know you are by yourself, but not with the revelation that I am in Christ. The Bible says, For we are hidden with Christ. Where? In God. We are hidden with Christ in God. I am hidden. <laughs> Our Lord, have mercy upon us. Now, the church has become so religious that we teach things that has no power. They have forms of godliness, but they deny the power of God. How can I be hidden with Christ in God? How can I be God and accept the fact that sickness is normal? How can I be in God and accept the fact that poverty is normal? No wonder the Macedonian church, they caught the revelation. They realized that, hey, poverty was not their present state of condition. Yeah, see, poverty is only a state of your mind. You are poor because you think you are poor. You are rich because you think you are rich. Whatever your state of mind is, that is exactly who you are. As a man thinketh, so is he. As you, your mind is thinking about your own self, so are you. If you are poor, it's your mind telling you are poor. If you are rich, you know. And in our state in Christ, ah, Karando Seyanda Kabaya now. Jesus took away the life of poverty. He took the life of sin and death so that I can stand in him unashamed. Oh, unmoved, unshaken. Knowing that in Christ, I have the life of freedom to enjoy all the goodness of God. How can God put all of these natural resources that have given people wealth in this world? Let's think about it. Oh. Uh, people are rich because they mine gold, diamonds, oil. If these natural resources can make people have liquidity, cash, now you are dwelling in the, in the source, the epicenter of everything, and they are thinking you are poor. You see, the problem is your understanding. The problem is not Jesus. The problem is not text. The problem is your lack of understanding. I cannot be in God. And I am in Christ. I am in the center of all creation. And I am thinking I am poor. Master, tap your neighbor and say, change the way you are thinking. Change your mindset. Change the way you are thinking. A lot of people know that they are believers. Oh, I'm a Christian. You are a Christian, so what? That is a question I ask. What is the benefit of you being in Christ? A Christian that has a pharmacy in his bedroom. Take painkillers. Take this. If you don't, there are some people, if they don't take medicine, they, they can never step out. Every day you have to take, you have to take medicine. Your body has become a lab. All of the medicines are in your body. 
a revelation of this life set this body free it doesn't matter what the devil wants to put on this body eh, or the farmer ah, now why because we have a life in christ ah, that can never be dropped down that can never be stopped i am in christ shout i am in christ let this sink into you let this sink into you stop thinking like you are in ghana you are first of all in christ before you are in ghana don't allow the Ghanaian economy to touch your mentality. Ah, I say you are first in Christ before you are in America. Don't allow the American economy to touch your mentality. You are first in Christ before you are in Kenya. Don't allow the Kenyan economy to touch your mentality. As long as I'm in Christ, my first port of call is Christ. And my environment will align to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Shout I am in Christ. God is in Christ. He's living there. The Godhead, they dwell bodily. Hey, God now has a body. See, when we go to heaven, I said, let me tell you, at first, you will see, that is why you see, in the Old Testament, God appeared to the people of Israel in different forms. The Bible says, in the pillar of cloud, in the pillar of fire. Because nobody will see God. It's a spirit being. God is spirit. But now, God will not appear to you as a fire. He will not appear to you as water. He will appear to you as a human. You will see him in Jesus. That is how he said, Ah, he said, Philip, why are you saying I should show you the Father? He that has seen me has seen the Father. Because why the Father is in me. <laughs> if Jesus is tall, the Father is tall. If Jesus is dark, the Father is dark. If Jesus is this, is that. Whatever Jesus is, so is the Father. And guess what? Jesus, the, the John said, As he is, so are we in this world. Ah, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your life, for your life, your life, your life, your life, your life, your life, your life. I thank you for your life, for your children in this world. It is time for the church to rise up. It is time for the church to wake up. Don't be shouting, resurrection, resurrection. It is time for you to live the life. Tell your neighbor, it's time for you to live the life. It is time for you to live the life. Are you here with me? Everything that you do has a purpose. God dwells in Jesus. So he can raise more people. So let me tell you. Eternal life. Don't wait till you go to heaven before you start living eternal life. Now. Say now. The benefit of eternal life is now. Because geographically, you too, you are in Christ. Are you here with me? God is in Christ. Me too, I'm in Christ. Everything happens in Christ. See, if anyone is in Christ, you are a new creation. Not if anyone believes in Christ, or if anyone follows Christ, if you find yourself in Christ. How do you find yourself in Christ? When you are baptized by the Holy Spirit into him. Who is the Holy Spirit? God. So now, God has to personally hold your hands and say, now, I'm giving birth to you. Equal Christ. And then he gives birth to you. The born again life gives you his life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, when you have the life of God, all your natural life is supplanted. Now, in this natural body is the spirit life. Are you here with me, somebody? Yes, even though you walk in this world, you are the light. Why are you the light? Because of the life that is in you. I get what I'm saying. You have power to cast out demons. You have power to heal the sick. You have power to raise the dead. 
I see you raising the dead before Jesus comes. I see you healing the sick before Jesus comes. I see you blessing life before Jesus comes. Before Jesus comes, you'll be counted as those who raise the dead. You'll be counted as those who cast out demons. You'll be counted as those who are so rich and so prosperous in the mighty name of Jesus. Shout, I am in Christ. So the resurrection of Jesus is not just about him overcoming death. Now God has a new body. All of his family are in Christ. If not for Jesus, nobody knows God. We are now in Christ. Are you getting the revelation here? Do you understand the revelation? So now when you are thinking, when the problems come your way, before you looking at the problem and talking because of the problem, you will not talk because of who you are in Christ. You say, no, Jesus took away my sins. I'm now in Christ. What happens in Christ? Signs and wonders. Power. Glory. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now you, you look at the problem and say, in the name of Jesus, I have the solution for this. I have the solution for this. In the name of Jesus, let the symptoms leave my body. Let me tell you, if you can maintain your confession and don't doubt, that is what Jesus said. He said, if you say to this mountain, be moving to the sea and you do not doubt doubt means when you have double mind today you are belie- you believe that that sickness will not kill you tomorrow you are believing hey what if i die as soon as you have a change of mind you will die as soon as you have you will die but then if you have one mind i say in the name of jesus ah you have gone to the hospital the doctors are saying hey as for this sickness it will not go but you maintain your confession and your faith I am healed in Christ Jesus. Uh, in Christ Jesus, only one thing is the health. Health. Say health. In Christ Jesus, only one thing is the health. No sickness, no disease. Ah, uh, you maintain your belief. Oh, ah, uh, someone will say, Oh, you are slim, you know. Maybe the sickness is eating you up. They say, No, I am full of life. I am full of vitality. Hey, for the power that raised up Jesus, that power dwells in me. I am full of life. I am full of vitality. As soon as you maintain that confession, you maintain that belief, don't change your mind. It doesn't matter what your body thinks is telling you. The devil wants your body to talk. He wants you to believe what you are feeling in your body. But don't batch. Don't control to his pressure. Maintain your faith. Maintain your confession. As long as it takes, I tell you, the day will come that you wake up from your bed and the symptoms that you suffered in your body shall not be there. Ah, that financial problem, as soon as you maintain your confession, it shall not be there because in Christ, God has set you free once and for all. Shout a glorious amen, somebody. He's risen for you to be free. I say he's risen for you to be free. He's risen for you to be free. No more sickness and pain. Say no more sickness and pain. Lay your hands on your head. Say body. Now I want you to speak to your body. Say my body. Hear the word of my father. You have been sanctified by the blood of the lamb. And you have been sanctified by your geographical location in Christ from today and you are sanctified to walk in health to live and not die to be strong i declare over you hear me my body 
when all my 78 organs you shall live and not die you are healthy you are vitalized you are strong any spirit of pain you are cast out body hear me this hand upon my hand is the hand of my father and by the power of the spirit i cleanse you i cleanse you from all infirmities from all pain from all diseases from all symptoms in the name of jesus my body from today i vitalize you i quicken you you shall never be down there shall be no down moment i vitalize you in the name of jesus that is how you declare things why should jesus resurrect and rise from the dead and you spend all your money at the hospital no way no way are you here with me why should you spend your entire fortune living to please the things of this world no way i'm now having a new life in eternal life is reigning in my body Say eternal life is ready in my body. If Jesus represented you and he died, and you believe that he died for you, if you're already dead, if I was supposed to have that, what did Paul say? He said in the book of Hebrews, it is appointed unto man to die once after that judgment. It is not appointed for anybody to die twice. You see, like I said, I don't have a problem if you believe that you die. I don't have a problem. That's your belief. But if Jesus died for me, and I believe that I am supposed to die once because of sin, and I believe that, then in Christ I'm already dead. I died in Christ. The next thing that must happen to me <laughs> must be judgment. <laughs> I must be I must be raptured to be judged. I must not if I die again. I mean, and I've died twice. Why must I die twice <laughs> to have one experience? Now you are not getting what I'm saying, somebody. See, the reason people die again is because of ignorance. But lack of knowledge, my people perish. And then when you have knowledge now, you must have understanding. I pray that every one of you will have spiritual understanding. This revelation would, would, would work you out. Jesus has not given God his body. Amen. Our last verse that we're going to pray. John chapter 10. One of our Sunday school scriptures. John chapter number 10. Verse number 10. Let's be on our feet even as we read this final verse. John chapter number 10 verse number 30. Can we all read it with one loud voice? He said, I am my father. That is the oneness that God wanted to achieve all this while. Say, I'm one with God. No, put your hand on your chest and say, I am one with God. Say, I am one with God. Where does God dwell? He dwells in you and you are in Christ. Everybody, look, when Jesus was praying in John 17, he said, I in them, you in me, we, all of us, we are one together in one place. This is so beautiful. This is so, we are one. The one who created heavens and earth. Please, are you? 
the way the thing is doing me, I, I, I'm even surprised it's not doing you so. This revelation is so powerful. I am one with the one who created heavens and earth. And you are standing there like this one is nothing. Hey. This is the good news, no? This is the good news that now I have a life like the one who created my former life and i am in the same place with god now where is the power of death where is the power of the devil where is the power of sin where is the power why who born dog that sin can tell your body go and fornicate for you to obey it that sin has no more power that sin has no more power to tell you hey go and drink alcohol and be booze that sin has no more power to tell you hey go take a concern and then you are running to go and gossip that sin has no power i am where in christ in god his life is in me the same life that was in christ it's in me. I don't know how we think. I, I just. Ah. <laughs> ah. How how ah. we, we read about Jesus and we are so happy. We are proud of him. He raised from people from the dead. He healed the sick. The woman that had issue with the blood. Tw- how many years? Twelve years. And now we, we and now that same life is in you. And you are telling me you can't have the same testimonies to share. And then have that same story to say, please change your mind. Change your mind. Jesus did not resurrect just to just to become a religious figure. He was raised from the dead. He said he was the firstborn, the first fruit from those who had fallen asleep. He is the first fruit. He's the first fruit. In other words, he became the very first person. You don't have to die. So you can experience heaven on earth. Say from today, I'm experiencing heaven on earth. Ah, these hands of yours when you, you lay it on the sick they shall get healed ah, nah, 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 ah, nah, nah. the presence of the Lord is so strong in the church this morning listen we are in the days in the world's history that the church must show up enough of religion in the church enough of symbolism reality must show up it's not about raising organizations it's about raising people who know the power that they have in Christ. When you walk in the well, nobody can put you down. Ah, sickness thinks he has power. Now that the, the, the infantry that the devil has to come and touch your body with sickness and then drag you to the hospital and say, If you don't obey me, me, I'll kill you. And people are afraid, and the church is quiet. No way. The church cannot be quiet any longer. Say, I'll never be quiet again. If the devil brings symptoms into your body hundred times, hundred times that demon will leave your body. Hundred times that demon will leave your body. You will never control to the threat of the devil. A lot of believers are afraid. You look at your bank account and you are talking. The devil wants you to be poor. You are having a life that God says you, hey, you are rich, you are rich, shouting it from the heavens, you are rich, hey, not that you are rich, and people think that they are poor. Never. Hundred times no. 
Shout it hundred times, you know. Never am I poor. I am rich. I am in Christ. Because God now has a body. This body, see, thank God. When, see, when Jesus died and was raised, you see, God didn't leave him here in, in the world. He took him to where he is because that is where he's now living. He's with God. And when, when God shows up on the day, he shows up to pick his own. And it is him. Anywhere you see Jesus, know that you have seen God. I say, any, anywhere you see Jesus, know that you have seen God. This is the beauty of being in Christ. You send it to I'm going to church. And then you leave church and you go home and you are living nonsense life. You are living gossip life. You are living fearful life. You are living fornication life. Adultery life. You are living lying life. You are living stealing life. That is not Christianity. That is religion. You are religious when you come to church. Nothing changes about your life. But when you are in Christ, I have power. I have glory. I have honor. Oh Lord, let your church wake up. Father, let your church wake up. Put your right hand on your chest. I say, Father, stir my heart up. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.